The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Is it high noon on a Thursday <laughs> here at the SWBC Podcast Studio? <laughs> I don't know what y'all are waiting on. Hey, man. 12. Spags and I have been here. 51 seconds. You are on what they call You know CP what? Time. I'm having a hard time with people returning to work. Yeah, okay, it's not for the last, fun anymore. For right? the, you got spoiled. Well, for the, yeah, for the last couple of weeks, people were on vacation for the holidays. You could find a parking space like uh, just. I don't want to jinx it, Bill. 20 yards I find away. I parking now. place every day. Well, you're. you're <laughs> I find the parking place every day. How do you not find the parking place? <laughs> It's crazy. Maybe you're too early. Is that what that, it is? Maybe that's it. No, no, no I'm change. not too you know, early. When people go to lunch, yeah. maybe I get their parking place. That's right. That's yeah. what I was just going to say. It's, you get here right as people right are going to lunch. Right. That's right. That's, that's exactly right. That's exactly what's happening. You you get here right before noon, and people are leaving for lunch, and you get wait get for it. one to yeah, back a, out. There's 100 yards of parking across the street. <laughs> All you got to do is on. walk. There's not that old. Bill has to walk from Baylor Scott and White. <laughs> and that's the problem. I'm walking 300 yards when I go park, when I'm thinking I'm going to get one that's 10 yards away. Place, that's right. right. So, people, take vacations. Oh, Leave, man. okay? Take another vacation. Wait till after the football season's over to come back to work. Right. Work remotely. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's an that idea. That would be nice yeah. for us, too, yeah. So, Mickey so, Spagnola, I see football players arriving on a football field outside. Going to practice today. beautiful mm-hmm. day. It and is. I like this little crispy air. You get chill in, in the air. pads, too, by in the pads. way. Mm-hmm. For the first half of practice. They're going. You don't want to overdo it. Is that a yeah? Is that a a sacrifice? Yes, right. Till we go into the locker room and take the pads off and then come back out for the second half of practice. No, they normally take them off outside. (laughs) Oh yeah, they just they got that'd be too much for them to have to have to go back to the locker room Uh because you know they need portable shelves out there. They need rest. Put them on. Yeah. You know, speaking of this rest, they're talking about you know how do we approach this game and you know you got to be ready and you got to. Rest from what? They've had 13 days before they play a game, right? And the practices not themselves. Thir- no, not 13. Uh, it, it, it doesn't. They played a Thursday game, and then they're coming back playing so on a 10, Sunday. 10, 10 days, 10 something days. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Why are we worried about rest all season long? You know, we, I keep everybody talks about rest like we're back in 1980. We're not in 1980 anymore. We're not in 1990. Got play an extra game. You have to, okay, you're not even practicing hard. You're not even practicing hard. What are they resting for? You understand? Yes. Because you have a chance. You, you have, are they, well, they had that, is this the last padded practice, allowed padded practice this year? They get 13 I during the season? That's, oh, man. That's you got to right. rest from 13 practices. And you only get so pads. many the last month of the you, season. Yeah, you can't, like, store them up and then use them all. At the end, there's, there's rest. You I have, assume you, you get have a, plenty of rest. Guys. You get another padded. Everson could have played every, for 20 years every week. Thank you, uh, uh, producer Supreme. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. This rest, this thing about rest is really at this point overrated, and that's good. We fought for that for the union. All right, you know, uh, less padded practices and guys get more rest. Take care of them because as we get older, all that stuff comes back at you. Man, these guys. Mike McCarthy was talking hey, about it during season? the press conference today. You yes, yes, producer Supreme. Conference. Producer Supreme, did you say something? I said they also pay in the offseason to work out. Did you have that happen to you? Okay, when you were... hold up, hold up. Wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. Back up, Chris. What yeah. did you just say? They, they get, pay. Can they hear Chris? Can people hear Chris? Yes. They, get, uh-huh. they, get, they pay they get something for yes, the, for to the work out. OTAs. Yeah, they get mm-hmm. paid to work out well, in the offseason. Now, I'm sure welcome. you did too, right? No, no, you're welcome. That's all I have to say to them is you're welcome. <laughs> you paved the way we for them to make the more money. For them. Me and Nate. You're Nate. suffering. Come on, man. Now, we're talking about getting rest for the playoff run. I mean, for real. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny, but there, to me, it's, it, this rest thing is overrated now. They, get, they don't even hardly practice. They should be full tilt 
every game. I don't care if they play 20 games, which let's hope they play 20 games. And they, don't, they just don't need – to me, when it comes to this whole strategy about, okay, when we go into the playoffs, I just thought of it on the way in. This is not 1990. They don't need rest. I mean, you, you risk injury, of course, but you could do that in any game. But to say that we need to rest these guys, that, that, is, that is overrated right now. It, it, it doesn't even exist to me. And that's just looking at it from a realistic standpoint, especially when you compare what it was versus what it is. Yeah, and, and you know, not just rest during the week. I mean, they're talking about resting in a game, like not playing your guys. Well, you only got 48 guys to play. And you can't rest all your starters, right? Uh, somebody's got to play special teams, too. And then the guys that are playing special teams, they got to play 60 snaps. Um, and I thought McCarthy made a good point. It's like, yeah, you know, we're, we understand getting ready for the playoffs, but we got some things to figure out on yes, our offensive line, yes, right? Yes, they do. The different combinations, and I'm you sure they're going to try those playing things. The center exactly. is exactly And the backup. The, right? The God, backup wow. center hadn't played any football in a while. If it's Forniak, and it sounds like they're going to judge today how he plays in practice to see if they'll elevate him and put him on the 53 with that open spot that they created uh, by releasing James Washington. Uh, they got to figure out the cornerback spot. You know, um, you know, do they go the way they finish the game? Are they going to get Trayvon Mullen ready to play who's played this year? Um, so yeah, they got things to figure out. It's not like so. What's oh, going on with Mackenzie post. Alexander now? Yeah, I don't know, but he sure didn't. I don't know if he didn't impress him or what. Yeah, I was gonna say his name hadn't come up in the last yeah four or five days. Well, because well, they they used basically predominantly Nashawn Wright. Well, in the it last was the game. Philadelphia game. He got yes. fourteen snaps. Right. He was out there early and then wasn't and there late. And then they kind of switched And it. then nothing in the, the uh, last game. Tennessee game. Yeah, absolutely. So wonder if it's some, a conditioning thing. Uh, that part? I doubt it. I doubt well, it. He well, it was his first time to play, play this year. Right. Yeah, you know? but that doesn't so, mean one game should since have training out camp. For the, for or they Tennessee. just didn't. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it, maybe he, he still wasn't. He could play the next game, but he didn't play the next he, game. Maybe mm-hmm. he wasn't efficient. You know, right? And now, well, yeah, not many people were fishing against Philly and then, on defense. And, and then, well, he's still on the team, though. Yes. So, yes. and Mullen hadn't played, but now mm-hmm. it looks like they, it looks like they're trying to get him ready mm-hmm. to play. Um, and then, you know, they uh, Kelvin Joseph had had to have emergency root canal uh, yesterday. That guy's always got something. <laughs> it's always something. <laughs> you know, and I understand. Okay, something else. It's like, it's, and it's not his fault, right? You know, you got a tooth problem. You got to yeah, take care yeah. of it. I have right? one too. I'll, well, I'll yeah. take care of mine next week. But uh, he's always, it's like just something, you know. I, oh, I, I don't know if the guy's, you know, <laughs> snake bit or what. But it's like we talked yesterday, right? About about uh, the penalty on the on the punt for punt interference mm-hmm. you know he was where he was he supposed was to be right there and then the punt floated over <laughs> towards him and the guy had to go over there and it hits him in the way he light. shows great athleticism yes he really does yeah that's why he's a good special teams player yeah yeah so anyway uh the cowboys by the way uh, only had five guys on the practice report uh joseph obviously and biotish uh, did not practice and then Limited was Demarcus Lawrence, but he's been limited for a month. That's just kind of how they're treating it. Uh, Vander Esch was limited, uh, and he won't do anything in pads today, McCarthy mm-hmm. said, but they're hoping to get him into some seven-on-seven on Saturday. So he sounded like they are ramping him up to be ready for that first playoff game. Mm-hmm. So that that was encouraged. <clears throat> and Tony Pollard came back and practiced full. And as for your commanders, <laughs> they had 11 guys DNP'd on their practice report. They didn't have any limited or full. It was 11 DNP, and it was a bunch of starters, too. So uh, I don't know if they're going to pull back and say, okay, well, you know, let's look at some guys for next year. Well, they obviously are doing. at the quarterback I was position. Yes. <laughs> they're at the third quarterback. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting. I went back and, 
and looked at his numbers from last year at North Carolina, about 812 yards rushing. Yeah, we saw I think it, I think it was also 11 rushing touchdowns. Yes, as he's we pointed out yesterday. So that's going to be, as I Bill mean, pointed his out. Touchdown, <laughs> he, he's got a couple of running touchdowns over 40 yards. So it's a matter of, you know, you got to prepare for somebody you haven't seen play in the NFL, but I think it makes it more complicated that if they decide to, uh, you know, use his running ability, that now it's even more complicated. What concerns me more than their offense, the commander's offense, is how well their defense is playing. Right. I don't know how well they're playing, but I do know that's a formidable group. Uh, they're just like they were last year. I mean, the front line is uh, highly uh, valuable and, and efficient, and it does you know, give me a little bit of pause if they're going to be at full strength. They are statistically – Sixth in the league in total defense, number five pass defense, number 14 run defense, 14th in points allowed. And I don't think they've been full strength. Uh, Chase is not back yet, correct? No, he is back. He, he is, is back. Yeah. When did he get back? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, couple but weeks he, ago. he played uh, last week, mm-hmm. and I just wrote it down this morning. He got 38 snaps against Cleveland on mm-hmm. Sunday. Well, five of those 11 were defensive starters that didn't practice, including Montez Sweat and Jonathan Allen. I don't want to see another sweat. Yeah, right? <laughs> Too much sweat. Too much right? sweat. <laughs> uh, a starting corner didn't practice, starting safety, and a starting linebacker did not practice yesterday. So okay. they've got some issues. So, former player, what kind of mindset do the commanders have this week, having just been eliminated from the playoffs and they are three days away from hitting a golf course? I think it matters a lot on what kind of position the coach has with the organization, really, because I don't know what's going on with uh, with the head coach. Ron, Ron Rivera? Ron Rivera. I mean, you know, this this season didn't turn out the way they No, really but, but they had a stretch there where yeah. I mean they went six one and one during one stretch, including a win over the Philadelphia Eagles in, yeah. the, in the middle of the season. And then when you look at that and you say, okay, well let's keep this up. Now you've raised the standard, but then now the standard has dropped down. Right. Again. So they had uh, that they were six. They started the season one and four. And then they won six of their next seven games, including that win over Philadelphia. Their only loss came against the Vikings, a three-point loss, during that stretch. And then they had the tie against the Giants that dropped them to 7-5-1, and one, a bye week. Then they lost to the Giants. Mm-hmm. They lost at San Francisco, and they lost to Cleveland. So here, are the, now they're on a three-game losing streak. So, you, you, so that, that bodes well as far as how you answer that question. You know, what, what, how, what kind of position is the coach in? Yeah, you know, is the coach going to be okay? Uh, Hate to hear your coach say I didn't know we were eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, too. I mean, this is stuff that like publicly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't bode well for anyone on the team. So. I mean, he's seven five and one, and they were in the playoffs, and then they lose three That's and right. tie one in the next. You four. set that standard, and then all of a sudden, you know, you can't keep up with that standard. Well, the so, coach it may may be safe until the ownership. Situation. And that's that's where I was headed. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you, Bill. That's where I was headed in regards to new ownership. It just doesn't look good, you know. I, I, so if if I'm a, a player, I'm ready to play, especially with these conditions that I just fussed about early in the show. I'm I'm ready to go out there and play and, and do my thing. I played several seasons without a hope of going to the playoffs. Well, only a couple. No, no. Six, seven, six, eight, seven, nine, eight, and nine. <laughs> so seven, <laughs> seven. You were. 80, it, it wasn't 80, it close. Uh, Eighty six was close. Well, at half, at halfway, <laughs> right? And then, and then all won of a sudden, we won up, exactly. So right. that would be what the, the commanders are looking the at. Seven and eight, the strike season, you weren't, you, you got eliminated. You know, pretty strike, quick. The strike season itself was a loss, right? You know, to me, that's like the, uh, the, uh, the when they the, the NBA was was in the bubble. That's what the because your season. first four years, you guys were in it, right? Oh, of course. 81, yeah. 82, no, 83, 80, 81 through 85. We're yeah, in 85. Well, 84, we didn't make but, it for But the it first went time. down to the it last week. It went down week, to that right? Monday night game. To review Everson's career with the mm-hmm. Cowboys, uh, <laughs> 1986, as Mickey has well chronicled through the years, was what, a 6-2 and two start to the season Man, we and then losing Tied for first. seven we of the last balling. eight games. That's right. Number one and offense in the league. This Ooh. is. We were riding high. 87, the strike year, 
uh, was disastrous. Seven and eight. Seven and eight was the final record, but, but lost four wins. straight from Thanksgiving week until Christmas and week. That's when the, the players came back. We were balling during the so, strike. So yeah. fell to— We played all our well, veterans, and so they were playing against the, people so the from fi- jail, and the, <laughs> I just got out of prison. Final record was 7-8, and eight, but it was 5-8 and eight before winning the last two games of the season. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, 88 was, was three Tom's and 13. Last year. And, and I must say— You were here for that, 89. That, uh, and, that 88 season, there were some games where, God, we were actually pretty competitive. I mean, considering the situation, I was kind of proud of some of those games, even though we lost them. You know, we went out fighting as opposed to 89 when we just had no fight at all. Yep, there were. Yep. There was a lot of one-point lo- yep. I mean, one-score losses yep. in that yep. 1988 season. What happened season. the last game? The last game against Philadelphia was a loss, 23-7. to Which got Jimmy and Jerry the first pick in the draft. That's right. Mm-hmm. Because the Cowboys lost, and I think Green Bay ended up winning. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> so, no, the 88 season, Tom Green Bay was year, in position. The, the, the numbers weren't good, but the, com- the, com- the competitiveness was there. I do remember that. I was proud of some of the younger guys that came in and tried to establish themselves. All right, we're just getting started on this edition of Mix Shots. We'll talk Hall of Famers when yes. we come back here in just a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh. She's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, Can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? (sighs) Great job, honey. Oh. Oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. (sighs) Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Back, back to Mick Shots. Cape Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. From corporate homes to your home, have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now, 214-225-4860, and you can go to kpostcompany.com. Dynamic. That was a very dynamic read by Mickey (laughs) Spagnola, who was not interested in going out and checking who's on the practice field. Why is that? Because they're probably stretching. That's right. He's defeated by the whole process (laughs) here. He understands the 12 is better now. 12-15 was when they were supposed to be out there. All season long, he would run out there to see what he could. Okay, 12-30, he'll go run out there. All right, uh, we've got the 15 finalists. Modern-day finalist name for the Pro Football Hall of Fame voting. And uh, there's obviously a Cowboys flavor to it with Darren Woodson, DeMarcus Ware, and I'm going to go ahead and count Zach Thomas since he finished up his career with the Cowboys. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Spags. He played for the Cowboys. He isn't on this list because he played for the Cowboys. Okay. Now, if he would have helped win a Super Bowl now, that would have been a whole different thing. But he did get in a 
playoff game. Okay. 2000, no, 2008, sorry. All right, yeah. so do you want to read off the whole list? Or no, no. You, okay, no. good. I don't want to hear it. I, and, uh, I don't want to, and I don't want to hear about, well, now I don't know if there's room for this guy or that guy because look at all these great guys here. If they don't put Darren Woodson in the Hall of Fame this man. year, it is ridiculous. they ought to revoke their voting rights. To, let's, let's look at it like this. If you are a finalist so many times, obviously you are considered – by more than one or two, three people. If you consider that many times, there should be a time to okay, it's automatic. But with Woody, this is Woody, this is his first, first time as a finalist. He's been a semifinalist over what? and over again. And you, you got Leroy Butler sitting in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the one that I didn't remember: Carnell Lake, of course, Pittsburgh Steelers. Steve Atwater, I knew that. Denver Broncos. Okay. I want you to explain to people the difficulty of what Woody did playing safety and then going in the slot and covering Jerry Rice at, at times. At the end of his career, right. he was doing that. Still. St- he was and doing at the end of his career. special teams, too, by yes. the way. Yes. Because Avizano would not let him off special teams. Because he's a leader. And he's the guy that can can right the ship if something's going going off off kilter. He's the guy that's going to go out there and take care of it, even on special teams. So to be able to play at such a high level at safety, sacks, uh, coverage, hits down the field, turnovers, all those things that he was adept at, and then to drop down and play in the slot, who the the main uh, ingredient for third downs and seconds and longs. They drop him down into the slot, and this man, who was a former linebacker at Arizona State, am I correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Former linebacker. He comes in, and now he's a big safety. I saw him returning a a fumble the other night. He's huge. He's got the big shoulder pads and everything. He never went to the field goal uh, players' shoulder pads, field goal kicker shoulder pads. Field goal kicker. You know what I'm saying? That's what I had. I I ended up at the end of my career, I got smaller pads because, you know, you got to work. You don't have time for all of that. You're not taking as many hits. He drops down, and he's prolific covering the slot man. Which is one of the more difficult positions. I know for a fact because Belichick made me do it when I was in New York. At the end, At the end, end of, of my career. career. That's what I had to do. And there's no uh, tips that you can have in regards to how the, the wide receiver lines up. Well, if he's close to the tackle, then he's going to be going inside or outside. No, there are no tips. The guy's in the slot. He can go either way he wants to go on you at all time. you can't get your hands on him. And he, if you don't get your hands on him, it's over. He was adept at that. I don't mean that he just they just put him down there and just because they had nobody else. That was his job at the end of his career. Leroy Butler would never attempt to cover a wide receiver in the slot. Period. Nowhere. Uh, uh, Atwater. Never was he asked to do something like that. They were where you were going to see them at all times. D. Woodson. He was down there in the slot just when it mattered, on third down, second and long, two-minute drill, all of that. Okay. Don't count it against Darren Woodson that he hasn't been a finalist the previous six times that he's been a semifinalist, okay? Because the way it works, they, they break it down basically by position, and they are not going to put more than one safety in each year. And so the voters decided that certain guys, rank, they ranked them ahead of Woody. Wrongly in many cases, okay, but that's the way they had it. And so that's why he didn't make the, the final 15 the other six years. Let me run down. 2017, the safety that got voted in was Kenny Easley. 2018. Played seven, he played like seven years. Yeah, 2018, Brian Dawkins. 2019, Ed Reed. I was there with Brian. Brian Dawkins beat me out. Okay. Yeah. 2020, of course, was the year there were several with the they tried to make up for long lost time. They didn't didn't like find, 100 year anniversary. Yeah. And of course, like Cliff Harris was one of those from the um, Senior. veteran seniors. Uh, Donnie Shell uh, was another one. Troy Polamalu though. Troy Polamalu would have been the modern day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there was a safety that year. 2021, John Lynch. There was the safety that year. Uh, oh, come on. TV man. guy. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. John and Lynch. 2022. Come on, then, so last year was Leroy Butler. So there has been a safety going in every year. 
So you got the list there? Yes. So what do you have as far as safeties? Um, I would have to look. Offensive Safeties, tackle. you have Darren Wilson. Barber. Are they going to count Rondé, Rondé Barber, Barber as a cornerback? Is a he, is not a corner. he wasn't a cornerback, was he? He did both, I think. Yeah. No, I thought he, he, he did corner and then he went into the slot. Mm-hmm. So he's a corner. So he's a corner. Uh, defensive line, punt returner, so, wide receiver. So if they're going to keep – receiver, cornerback. And I've heard Goose talk about it, that they needed to make up for lost time on safeties because safeties had been overlooked for years. So they've been trying to make, make up for that. Right that wrong. Yeah, right that wrong. And so every year there's been a safety gets gone in, at least one safety here in the last – six or seven years yeah, so it, that so bodes murky. well for woody if there's going to be a safety go in again that's this year so murky that's yeah so murky. that's right as a matter like of fact that. i should have grabbed goose he was in the building this morning i don't okay. like that that's, that that's stuff is too too right yeah uh, i agree i agree guys. Don't worry. best guys man. yes uh, who cares about position or what team he played for you know if if he comes down there's two or three cowboys or two or three steelers that are worthy uh, then vote them in it's right. based it on their career not on some sort of you know position I, I, I would i would be happy to say that finally you have an hbcu player uh in there being uh, albert lewis mm-hmm. uh my teammate Gramble. at grambling uh eddie rob brought him in to take my place and then i was so i was balling out so much like albert had to sit on the bench and wait till i was uh, so this is his last year of this eligibility you know and i was surprised to see his name on that list that he's not in already because he was pretty right. darn he good was with the pretty cheats, damn right? good. i thought the same thing yes. i said whoa wait a second so that you know so that now i gotta go to the hbcu thing you see think about that we don't have anybody fighting for us you know most of the most of the, the, the media guys mm-hmm. they're not from hbcus mm-hmm. They don't give a damn about HBC. All they know is Big Ten, Big Twelve, you know, SEC. all of that. That's all they know of the big big school play. You got uh Albert Lewis. Albert Lewis, I believe he has fifty plus interceptions in his career. Uh at one point they had a a uh cornerback duo uh uh list. Dennis Thurman and I made number ten. And he and uh what was Ross's uh for Kevin Ross? Mm-hmm. Yes. Cornerback. They were a hell of a duo. And Albert Lewis is one of the fastest guys you ever want to be around. And this guy was a hell of a player. I think he's kind of kind of having some, some uh, medical issues right now, but he is a guy that I was proud of coming out of Grambling, and he balled out during his career. And I, I, I would have to say, you know, playing with the Cowboys and all that, Giants, that all helped me. But once again, you have no media that is from an HBCU standpoint or HBCU sensitive that's going to fight for you. There's, there's a reason that myself and Albert Lewis waited to our last day, last year of modern day, to have a chance to, to get in. get in for a vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just for Nothing that. else. So I don't know what happened with Woody. <laughs> I don't know why, why they're treating Woody like he's an HBCU player. But uh, he's getting that same treatment even though he went to Arizona State. All, all I can say is turn on the tape. Just turn on Watch the tape. This guy work, Don't man. look at record books. Don't look at statistics. Turn on and the my, tape. And my main concern, and I'm ranting a little bit, my main concern is younger reporters, they just don't do the, they don't do the research. They don't go back and do the work. They read. They don't see. Right. You know, numbers are one thing. When you just see how a guy plays and the impact that he made, you can't, you, you know, you can't – visual is always stronger. They're lo- they're probably looking for some sort of production grade from PFF or something. And, they, and they will probably – if they do look at it, they will probably look at whatever their problem with that player might be. They're not going to look at his greatness. I've, I've, I know I'm a victim of it. So is Albert Lewis, and uh, for some reason, so is Darren Woodson. And you look at that list, though, and so Chuck Holly's going to make it, right? Right. He's, right. He's well, they're not, they're not going to pull a Drew thing, are they? I don't think so. I, I think he makes it. Uh, but will they put all three of the? I think. Seniors? I think this is the year, and then they're doing it every they're other year, thing. where they're they've got the three seniors Senior. this year. They're Next year, will be back down to one. So they're trying to make they're up. Making up. Making up. Making up. And uh, Ken Riley. I believe Thank so. God. Yeah. Ken Riley. Thank God. Yeah, and somebody mm-hmm. included Don Coriel, but he's a contributor. Right. Don. So so anyway, so there would be 
three senior guys, right. the contributor as well, and, they, and then there's five of these modern day. So right. you got 15 finalists for five spots, and School of Thought, Joe Thomas is a first ballot guy. Who is Joe Thomas? Uh, offensive tackle, tackle, Cleveland. Cleveland. Oh, and uh, 11 Then you got Revis. Revis is another one that's getting a lot of talk. Well, that, Revis yeah. Island. Had, right. So, so that only leaves three. If those two get in, that leaves three spots. Ken Riley, HBCU, FAMU, Florida A&M University, 65 interceptions as a cornerback on a bad Cincinnati team. You know how hard it is to play well on a bad team? Mm-hmm. He did it every year. He play, I don't think he ever moved to safety. To me, that was just amazing. And the fact that he had to wait till his senior, that just lends more credence to what I was trying to say about HBCU not getting any love. This guy has 65 interceptions. See, and and then with DeMarcus Ware, he's going to get in, right, eventually. Uh, And and my worry is if if they look at this and they go, well, that's a cowboy, Holly. Uh, you know, Demarcus. No, Ware. Man, get out of here! I know, that, but man. you know that's what's going to happen. They're not going to so put stupid. all three of them in man. the same year. It's just not going to happen. I guarantee. I mean, you. even the, the word they they were calling me during this last year about the senior thing, and they were like, "Look, you can't put two Cowboys in. Why not? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Why yeah. Not? What, yeah. What is there, a rule? They didn't <laughs> they didn't have any any, any limit on how many Steelers. Yeah, they put in. We, what, all of a sudden we got protocol. Yeah. The other thing I love about Darren getting in this year is because the Super Bowl is being played in Glendale, Arizona. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that's his hometown. Yeah, yeah, you know, the Phoenix area. And I think that happened for Michael when he first finally got in. It was in Miami. Miami. It happened with Brian Dawkins. I don't know about the Super Bowl being in Philly. Because he was, was in okay, the Super remember Bowl. Remember, these are mainly media people that are making the decision. Are they listening and, and to so, us? Well, but you would think that they're looking for good storylines, and yeah. so that's a storyline oh, there. Oh, yeah. yeah, there you can't go. just you be know? straight up. No, we've got to have a gimmick. That's right. We've got to have a gimmick. That's crazy, man. I said that. <laughs> well, let's see. So, so every, Super Bowl he uses, is he in Dallas. He uses a gimmick every time. Make a pick. Pick the click. So. I better be quiet. I don't want to talk too loud about it. We need, we need that. We need that uh, Super Bowl back here in, in in Dallas, right? That's right. Okay, I've got. Uh, we're up against a break, and Mickey needs to go out and see who's playing where out on the practice field. Uh, but think about this: going to break. Two ideas, apparently, the NFL is considering. When it comes to uh, the Bills and Bengals, instead of playing the Bills and Bengals game, Mm -hmm. okay, would be, and and this is assuming that there is, uh, that's not resolved, okay, Mm -hmm. that the number one seed in the AFC gets to pick either either home field advantage or the bye, and the number two seed gets the alternative. Whoa. What? So, like, if, for instance, we're Kansas City. When mm-hmm. did that come out? It's this is, is it, according is to Adam gym? Schefter. Okay. Oh, okay. This is something the uh, two ideas the NFL is considering. Considering. Okay. Right. To because they weren't able to play that game, and okay, you got to say that again. The number so here's your choice. Let's say you're Kansas City. All right. Okay. Is the number one seed. Kansas City is the number one seed yeah. right now. Right. Okay. Number uh, Kansas City, you get to pick. Either home field advantage throughout the playoffs, or you get the first round bye, but you don't so have home, home field, field without the bye. You're the number two seed as far as home field advantage. If you if you if you pick a home field, that's without a bye. Without a bye, you have to play the first round wild card game. Who's going to pick that? Exactly, that's what I thought too. Because if you're the number two seed. <laughs> Chances are you're not playing on the road until the the championship game. Yeah, right? All you got to do is win one game and you're in the championship yeah, game. Yeah. Whereas otherwise you got to win two games to get to the championship game. Right. Why don't they just determine that themselves as the NFL? Well, what's the uh, what's the next um, winning percentage? Because I see. saw that come up. Okay. Well, then it says if Buffalo or Cincinnati is in the. Okay, Buffalo or Cincinnati is in the AFC Championship game. It becomes a neutral site game. I've heard that. Oh, that's the other scenario. Oh. Uh, so there's there's two ideas. One idea is the number one seed gets to pick either home field advantage or the bye. 
The other idea is if Buffalo or Cincinnati make it to the AFC Championship game, it becomes a neutral site game. So, like against Kansas City. So are it they, would become – they played at AT&T Stadium instead. So are they – because this morning it was thinking about letting them play after the season's over, Stop. make make up the Stop. game, and then Stop. push the playoffs back a week and take away the week. There's two weeks between, between the, the championship yeah. and the Super Bowl. That doesn't sound too bad. Or you just do winning percentage as we proposed yesterday. Right. I don't know I if they're mind. listening to us. Oh, no, they're not. <laughs> the other thing, but more importantly, no one's listening more them. importantly, there is encouraging news on Demar Hamlin there coming out of Cincinnati. So today. this is the came out from the doctors uh, caring for Hamlin at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. He has shown remarkable improvement over the past twenty four hours, and it appears to be neuro, He appears to be neurologically intact mm-hmm. while he's still in critical he's still critically ill he has demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact his lungs continue to heal and he is making steady progress we are grateful for the love and support we have received yes sir so amen to that amen to that. yeah and i think and, and also um hamlet uh, they were reporting that Hamlin opened his eyes That's, on Wednesday night and is responsive and has been gripping the hands of those close to him. So, yay. Uh, that's a yeah. That's a big yay. Hallelujah. Big yay. Okay. <laughs> <That's right. Yep. laughs> okay, we continue with more mixed shots in a moment. Back, back to mixed shots. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh. She's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, Can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? (sighs) Great job, honey. Oh. Oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Back, back to mixed shots. 
James Wright, not Everson Walls, <laughs> is your 2022 Cowboys Fan of the Year. James brings the spice to every Dallas Cowboys game, and now he needs you to help him bring it to the Super Bowl. Vote for James to be given the ultimate title of NFL Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan, by casting your vote at NFL.com slash Fan of the Year. He beat you out, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if Does he, he says "Go Cowboys" every day of the week. Yeah, Everson, that's right, baby. Okay, uh, to piggyback off what uh, Mickey uh, was reporting, or to close out the last segment, right now there is a press conference going on in Cincinnati. University of Cincinnati health physicians are holding a press conference about Demar Hamlin's condition right now and to quote we would like to share that there has been substantial improvement over the past 24 hours as of this morning he is beginning to awaken and it appears that that his neurological condition and function is intact calls it a turning point in ongoing care so hallelujah good yep that's wow. good job that's great to be young and strong, mm-hmm. I tell you. Boy, and coming that out might here. have something to do oh, with yes. it, right? Oh, yes. That and the NFL protocols for uh, game day um, physicians, uh, medical <laughs> people to be uh, at the games, at the field, on the field. Um, yeah, if that doesn't happen, this is probably not taking place. That's right. That's exactly right. All right, you went out and looked at the what's going on they at practice. Still, they were still doing position drills. Couldn't really see like what they were doing on the offensive line. Um, they're going to try different combinations, um, but if they, you know, if they go with how they finished, then you know it's Forniak, Tyler Smith. Jason Peters with Josh Ball having to back up. Farniak. For, oh, I said Farniak. <laughs> you did. McGovern's at McGovern, center. sorry. I was thinking Farniak, they got to get him ready to play. Mm-hmm. And then Tyler Smith at left guard and Jason Peters at left tackle since he's probably more comfortable playing there. Because we were talking last week, if this was going to be an extended time, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, I believe Everson, you said you were in favor of Tyron going back to the left side yeah, yeah. and Peter's doing the right side and with Josh Ball's help if he need. That's a, I think that's a heck of an offensive line. I mean, guys. they've got a bunch of stuff they've got to change, and I think maybe they're thinking let's change at least amount of spots as possible. Well, we're blessed with veterans. Yeah. We're blessed with veterans at key spots on that offensive line. And if anybody talks about, first of all, the, the, every, no one's given us a, a chance anywhere at any time in the playoffs. And I, I beg to differ only because of this. The strength, I think, of our entire team is our offensive line. Mm-hmm. And I think they have allowed us to right the ship whenever we start to, to you know, decrease on our intensity or even our ability to make plays. And they have allowed us to run the ball very well. And, you know, Dak is back there – Take the interceptions aside, the turnovers aside, Dak is back there with a lot of time to throw the ball. And that's why he looks so good in, in certain situations because they give him all the time he needs to survey the situation. I don't care what defensive line they're going up against. I don't, know, I don't care about the individuals. Our offensive line finds a way to control the ball game, the tempo, and the whole pace of everything. When, when we were in Tennessee – Things could have been really off the rails. But what they do, they allowed us to drive down the field uh, anytime we, and make any play we wanted. The Houston game, the Texans, they dog us about the Texans game. That 98-yard drive, yeah, that, that had a lot to do with our offensive line, giving Dak the, the time that he needed. And to me, they're just as good as a good defense. They travel well, and as, after we settle down, they're always in control at the end of the ball game. I mean, if you see what defensive have been doing, like Tennessee, they played a five-man front to, to stop that running mm-hmm. game, but they paid for it in the, in the passing game, <laughs> yeah. right? And, and you know, you, okay, I understand the interceptions. Um, 
and I, I mentioned it. McCarthy was talking about interceptions and stuff, and you know, and I said they should they should come up with a new stat like team interception, right? Right, like they do team rebounds yeah. in the NBA, yeah. because sometimes it isn't the quarterback. Uh, now then it comes down to who is deciphering mm-hmm. the official stat, right. but I guarantee you they decipher it. And when they grade, they know what, how they're grading, exactly. right? Okay, that one interception, I forgot. Oh, the, you can think of several. The, the, the one that the guy, <laughs> you know, didn't, didn't square off his route, and he went up the field mm-hmm. and allowed the that DB to Lamb cut, with, cut uh, underneath. That was C.D. Lamb with uh, Schultz going in the end zone. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and things like that. Drop passes. They not, finish, not finishing th- your route. Yeah, right. not catching the ball. Right. Two or three of those for yeah. sure. Uh, so yeah, I think if you took away, I don't know, five, half a dozen, then is the, the fourteen don't look quite. I don't as bad. think that worries Dak at all. I don't think it worries this offense at all. Uh, you know, from the quarterback standpoint, yeah, I, I think they are feeling very comfortable with it. I think that's what allows them to go on to win ball games because they're not really worried about that turnover. Hey guys, we got together now. We good. We good. It's a shame that we had to go through that, but yeah, are we good? We're good. They get an understanding. They get on the same page, and then they go to. To really go on runs, a lot not of just times, one touchdown. I mean, they go on several drives that can just take the ball game over. And and the thing that I think's been most impressive is how they've overcome the turnovers. That's Usually, nice. when you have that many turnovers, you got no shot of and winning. And we're still scoring. And they're still scoring thirty points yeah, a game. On, so yeah. that's how good I, they are. If those things ever stop, um, so. I think that's and a matter our advantage. Fact, I think that's our advantage throughout. If we, when we go to the playoffs, I think it's going to be our advantage. You, you mentioned Dak, and I, I, I did want to point this out. Uh, he didn't officially talk yesterday, but he did chat with us about the Demar Hamlin situation, and he kind of uh, put it in perspective that you know we've been through this, and he brought up Marcus Paul, of course, on how you know that happened on a Tuesday. They're playing on Thursday. Right. And, you know, you had to go play. Yeah. Uh, uh, Demarcus Lawrence basically put it as, hey, this is what we signed up for. It's our job, right? And you got to do your job. Mm-hmm. And I was asking uh, uh, Dak, I said, so what was the spirit like in practice? And he kind of looked at me and he goes, no, it was good. Uh, and, and he said this. He goes, if you are going <laughs> – to let fear drive your life, then you should never drive your car anymore. And I said, oh, that's pretty good. Or take a flight. Right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so his point was we, it, 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 he, he kind of – he didn't say sucks, but he said the, the, the thing the, – the, the sad reality of death is life goes on. Right. And so he was pointing out, you know, it's kind of our job to – you know, not to be heartless, but we got to get ready to do what we do. There's always a delicate balance there. Right. That's what you have to worry about. You, and you, you, the optics as well. Yeah. You know, you don't want to seem as sensitive uh, as this is going on, and they're doing a good job of that. Right. Like, uh, like you said yesterday, thank God it's not 50 years ago. Yeah. Or 20 years ago to where, you know, now we're more sensitive to the players. We understand what's going on with it. But let's be real, guys. This guy's not vested. He's mm-hmm. not vested. Yeah, he's only the second year, right? He's not vested. So, you know, as much as we love the, the prayers and things of that nature, what is Buffalo going to do for him? Let's just say he doesn't come out of this okay, God forbid. Then what is, what is the NFL going to do for him? Yeah. You know, and so the optics are one thing, but then you still have to do the right thing. So when it comes to the NFL, what are they going to do? You yeah. know, uh, you know it, God forbid, once again, that he ends up in a, uh, and stays in this bad situation – so, you know, prayers, flowers, and, and donations to his foundation, that's great. But this man only made about 800000 this year. And I don't know what's going on with Sixth his insurance. Sixth-round draft choice. I don't know what's going on with his insurance. You yeah. know, you don't know how that afterwards. works. Afterwards. Yeah. I'm talking about, you know, physical care afterwards. So, you know, that, to me, we need to continue to take a look at this and see how – what they're doing for him in the future, yeah, not a, just for right now. That's a good perspective that I don't think anybody's thought about. No, I mean, it all sounds good right now, but then we forget about this as we go on. The season goes on. Super Bowl's going to go on. Life goes so on. So where is he right? going to be? Yeah. I'll tell you else, who else was good was Quadri Allison. 
they were teammates at Pitt. I didn't realize that. Um, I'm not sure anybody has interviewed Quadri Allison all season. He'd been on the uh, practice squad. Here. Yeah, here. Oh, yeah, he, and, he talked. And, and they elevate him. But he was really good <laughs> yesterday talking about what he knew of him. And he told him he loved him. Yeah. He told him he yeah. loved him. And That's he, right. And he said, I text him, but he goes, I want to be I able to tell him, tell him That's that. That's right. And so, yeah, he was he was pretty good, too. He stood there and, and spoke for quite a while. So they they were really sure what they were going to do from an interview because we talked – I don't know if we talked about it yesterday. Some of the teams shut down their locker rooms yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but the Cowboys decided, no, we're, we're going. And as usual, Demarcus Lawrence came out. Uh, Zeke came out and talked. And then Dak was – I just went up to him and I said, so did you – can't have a personal conversation anymore, right? right. Uh, were you watching? He goes, yeah. And so we were just kind of talking to each other. And then all of a sudden, everybody came around. Mm-hmm. And it was like, do you mind if we record this? And he goes, no, because today's his day to talk. Yeah. So the, the TV cameras weren't weren't rolling, unfortunately, Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did speak for about 10 minutes about it. So. He, he really handled it. Well, he understands. Really well. He understands his responsibility in this. Yeah, you know, not just as a leader of the, of the NFL, but you know, just what he's gone through. Yeah, you know, the, the tragedies in his family. So right. He can speak directly. Yeah, because he's he's got a pretty good perspective on yeah. on all this. He sure. Unfortunately, Everson, you ready to say go Cowboys? I am ready to say go Cowboys. Okay. I want to tell you what what uh, Nate James Newton, Wright's in trouble. <laughs> Nate Newton was just wanted me to tell you, Spags, don't tell that Woody story. He already again. embargoed me. Yeah. <laughs> he heard me tell it on the fan this morning, and they hadn't heard it. Right? He comes in, he sees me, he goes. Don't tell that story Don't tell one it more again. time. It was the story about his fractured forearm in Boston. Oh, okay. No, if Nate, if Nate and Frisco doesn't want you to tell the story, no, then, then you're not going to tell the story. Tell the story. <laughs> I'll tell you off the air. <laughs> okay, and in the meantime, Everson, <laughs> go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about-